And she only looks like you in a certain kind of light by TWTV. For someone locked away in a castle, Hecate has a lot of friends. As Pippa helps her get more and more accustomed to the outside world, she becomes more and more confused by Hecate's relationships with these women. It's just in here, Pippa said as she opened the door to the library, which sat at the edge of the witching town just below Cackles. The library wasn't particularly big, just a stone building with a few rooms crammed with books everywhere. An unobtrusive sign on the side door fluttered in the early summer breeze that meandered its way through the open windows. You know you can back out at any time, right? I know, Hecate nodded. Pippa wished she could reach out and take Hecate's hand, but Hecate had her shoulders practically drawn up to her ears and her hands were bunched into fists. If there were a more clear, do not touch sign, Pippa didn't know it. I, I don't want to. Hecate licked her lips. I want to do this. I want to know what Mrs. Black has to say about transference spells and how best to alleviate some of the more unpleasant after effects. She took a deep breath and huffed it out. All right, then. Pippa pushed open the door and held it while Hecate stepped through. A few other witches and wizards were already in the lecture hall, but nobody would call it full. Hecate took a tentative step inside before waiting for Pippa to join her. A few steps later, and they were sitting in a row, roughly the middle of the room. A few steps later, and they were sitting in a row in roughly the middle of the room. Hecate sat stiffly beside Pippa, and Pippa wondered if she would ever get Hecate to relax outside the walls of Cackles. She wasn't sure Hecate could relax inside the walls of Cackles at this point either. It couldn't be good for her. Still, after 30 years of practical isolation, Pippa could see how even a room with five other strangers in it would be overwhelming. It made her heart hurt for Hecate. And now that she had the opportunity, she would make sure Hecate knew what the outside world had to offer her. Starting with something small seemed the best course of action. And there wasn't really anything smaller than an early evening lecture at the local library. As evidenced by the five people joining them, barely anyone attended them. Pippa was positive the lecture would be extremely dull but Hecate seemed content enough next to her. With all of her attention focused on Hecate, she missed the moment when the lecturer entered the hall, but she definitely caught the way that Hecate tensed even further. Then, oddly, she relaxed completely, like her strings had been cut. Before Pippa could really question it, the lecture began. It wasn't quite as dull as Pippa predicted, but then... Most of her attention was focused on Hecate anyway. Patricia Black's voice was a bit drony, though Hecate seemed to be more than caught up in it. She paid rapt attention throughout the entire lecture and stood quickly when it ended. Pippa was certain she would head straight to the exit, but instead, she moved in the opposite direction and toward the lectern. Then, the funniest thing happened. Patricia turned in their direction and lit up.
I wouldn't think small-time library lecturers would be your scene, Hecate. Patricia leaned in to give Hecate a kiss on the cheek. Unlike when Pippa did it, Hecate seemed utterly unfazed. If anything, she leaned into the touch. I didn't know you'd gotten married. Hecate reached for Patricia's hands, and Patricia easily returned the grip. Pippa thought her eyes might bug out of her head. Just over two years ago, he's a dear. You'd like him, though I don't know that he'd like you. Patricia's laugh rang through the hall, and a broad smile reached Hecate's lips. Clearly, she and Hecate shared some sort of past. Pippa couldn't fathom what it might be, though. Who's your friend? Patricia asked as she looked over at Pippa. Pippa didn't know what she'd done to deserve the shrewd look being sent her way. Forgive me. This is Miss Pippa Pentangle. Hecate finally turned to include Pippa in their conversation. Pippa, Mrs. Patricia Black, I suppose. Now. Hecate finally let go of Patricia's hands, where Patricia could offer one to Pippa. They shook briefly and exchanged pleasantries. Patricia's hands slightly cooled from where she had been holding Hecate's much colder ones. So, library lectures? Patricia asked. Seems a bit beneath your notice. Couldn't get you out of cackles to go to that symposium on Article 12 of the Code. But you'll come here. Hecate shrugged. Pippa invited me. Pippa tried not to gape. She remembered that symposium. Even she hadn't been invited, and she got invited nearly everywhere. She knew Hecate had a bit of a reputation outside of Cackles, but she hadn't realized it extended that far. And of course Hecate hadn't been able to attend, but she wouldn't want anyone to know the real reason why. The shrewd look returned to Patricia's eyes as she looked over Pippa once again, this time with more blatant curiosity. You must have quite the influence over Hecate, Miss Pentangle. We've been trying to get her to deny and to leave cackles for ages, and she always puts us off. Patricia rubbed Hecate's forearm, and Hecate turned her arm into the touch, flipping it over where Patricia could run her fingers over the inside of it. It was oddly intimate. Us? And was Hecate blushing? If so, it colored her cheeks only the slightest bit pinker. But Pippa liked to think that she was fairly in tune with Hecate, so she noticed. Pippa shrugged. What else could she do? Well, you know, just in the right place at the right time. She could feel the tightness in her smile but hopefully neither of her companions noticed. Hecate was definitely blushing now. Quite. But I'm afraid we have to be going. We should catch up over tea sometime soon. I need to hear more about Mr. Black. Decide if he's good enough for you. It's a bit late to voice your objections now, but yes, I'll come around to Cackles in a few days. I know there's no getting you away again anytime soon. Patricia squeezed Hecate's forearm and finally let go. The muscles around Pippa's stomach relaxed. Miss Pentangle, it was lovely to meet you. You as well, Pippa said with a nod. She would have to ask Hecate about the meeting later, 
For now, she watched as Patricia transferred away. As soon as she was gone, Hecate stiffened up again. I think we should be getting back to Cackles now. Hecate sounded fine, but Pippa could see some tension around her eyes. Whatever you want. Without thinking, Pippa reached out to take Hecate's hand. Hecate flinched a bit when their skin made contact, but she allowed the touch to continue. After the display with Patricia, Pippa couldn't help but be hurt by the way Hecate recoiled. But Hecate wasn't letting go of her hand, so maybe she simply hadn't expected Pippa to reach out for her. They hadn't made any plans for after the lecture. Pippa assumed, rightly, that the outing would already be taxing enough for Hecate without added expectations. So instead of dragging Hecate off for dinner and drinks as she normally would, she simply mounted her broom next to Hecate, lifted off, and headed back in the direction of Cackles. You're certain about this? Hecate looked up at the Marquis of the Cinema with skepticism, but it didn't deter Pippa. She had looked far and wide for a film she thought Hecate would enjoy. Something light, but not frivolous. A way to introduce her to a part of the ordinary world that witches could partake in without breaking the code by revealing themselves. Plus, since no one could see them, they didn't have to pay the admission price. Still, Pippa would have been happy to pay however many pounds it took to do something that had the potential to bring Hecate happiness. I am. Pippa smiled gently at Hecate. She put a hand on Hecate's back to guide her inside, but quickly dropped it when she saw Hecate flinch away. It made her frown, but she smoothed her expression out before Hecate could turn and see it. Maybe Hecate was just jumpy in new scenarios, and everything they had been doing lately had been so new. I suppose I shall trust you. Hecate worried her hands together as they stepped forward. Thank you, Pippa said sincerely. She waited until she was sure no one was looking before she opened the door to the theater. Hecate trailed after her, following her into the screening room. It was small, only about ten rows deep. They were seeing the sort of indie film that didn't draw large audiences. There was one other woman in the room, an ordinary person by the look of her, and they made sure to avoid attracting her attention. Pippa picked seats all the way in the back, and they settled down to wait until the film started. Just as it looked like Hecate had gotten comfortable, when she'd stopped shifting in her seat and looking around like the armrest might bite her, another woman walked in, definitely a witch this time. Pippa wouldn't have paid her much mind, but Hecate suddenly sat up straighter, and the woman startled, then smiled when she saw Hecate. She walked around to the other side of the theater and climbed the stairs until she could slide into the row where they were sitting. Hecate stood to greet her, and to Pippa's complete surprise, the woman threw herself into Hecate's arms as she exclaimed Hecate's name. Even more amazing, Hecate caught her like it was an everyday occurrence, pulling her close into a gentle hug. Had Pippa crossed into the Twilight Zone? Cassandra, 
It's good to see you. Hecate couldn't be nuzzling into the other woman's hair. That would be preposterous. Yet, that's certainly what it looked like Hecate was doing. Do you know Pippa Pentangle? Hecate finally let Cassandra go. Cassandra looked around Hecate to Pippa. I don't think we've met, but it's oh so good to run into another of Hecate's friends. There was something in the way the woman had said, friends, that Pippa wasn't sure about. I'm Cassandra. She held a hand. She held out a hand that Pippa took with a curious reluctance. Do you two mind if I sit with you? An unreadable expression passed over Hecate's face. It didn't look like she was uncomfortable exactly, but she looked at Pippa in question, and Pippa could think of no polite way to say no. It was just a seat in a theater after all. No reason to say no. Of course not. Pippa motioned to the empty seat on Hecate's other side. Cassandra plopped down into it, bouncing a little. How exactly did Hecate know someone so enthusiastic? I've been wanting to see this film for weeks now, and this was the only time I could sneak away from the house to see it. Cassandra slid down into her seat before grabbing Hecate's arm and pulling it around her shoulders. Hecate looked perplexed for a moment before she seemed to give in to the touch. Pippa tried hard not to stare, but she was pretty sure she was failing. Her own shoulders suddenly felt cold. The house? Pippa asked. Cassandra looked to be too old to have to sneak out of a house, but maybe there was a nuance Pippa didn't understand. Cassandra leaned forward to see around Hecate. Oh, a fashion house. I'm a designer. That's what it took for Pippa to recognize the other woman. Cassandra Faulkner was the head designer of her own line of clothing, tailored to witching society. Wildly successful didn't begin to describe her. Pippa had a few of her dresses herself. How the hell had Hecate met Cassandra? And when had they become friends? Though it might explain Hecate's high collars and leather belts. Those certainly didn't come from off the rack. Just as Pippa was about to respond, the lights came down. So much for learning more about Hecate's relationship with the other woman. The preview started to play, and as Pippa sat back, Cassandra settled more firmly against Hecate's side. The movie seemed to fulfill its purpose. Hecate laughed in the right places, and sighed in the right places, and generally appeared to be unselfconsciously enjoying herself. Pippa thought she might have felt Hecate's hand brush against her own, but when she looked down, Hecate's hand was back in her lap where it had been for the length of the film. Cassandra eventually gave up on keeping Hecate's other arm around her shoulders, but now she was leaning against Hecate's side, head on the point of Hecate's shoulder as she idly played with her hand. Pippa wanted to reach out and make her stop, though she wasn't sure where that impulse came from. She watched Cassandra twine their fingers together, then a minute later pull their hands apart, where she could trail her fingers over Hecate's wrist. She appeared to be watching the movie, but her hands were never still. Pippa took a deep breath. Hecate was allowed to have other friends. 
even friends that couldn't seem to stop touching her, and Hecate allowed to touch her. Pippa spent so much time trying to puzzle out Hecate and Cassandra's relationship that she missed most of the film, but that was fine. The day wasn't really about her seeing a movie. After all, she could do that whenever she liked, couldn't she? The credits rolled, and Cassandra reached up into the air and pointed her toes, involving her whole body in the stretch. Pippa didn't get wrapped up in the sensuality of the move, but she saw how someone easily could. A quick look at Hecate found her watching Cassandra, but without any sort of overt interest. After she finished, Cassandra popped up to her feet. That was brilliant. She looked down at Hecate in expectation. I'd ask you both to a late lunch or early drinks or something, but I've got to get back to work. She winked at Pippa before cupping Hecate's face with both hands and leaning down to punctuate her words with a quick kiss to the center of Hecate's forehead. Pippa finally gave in to her need to gape, more because of how placid Hecate looked than the kiss itself. Still, who was this woman who touched Hecate so freely? Who, Pippa couldn't think of a better word, cuddled with her in the middle of a theater? Before Pippa could put together an answer, Cassandra said a quick goodbye and disappeared, transferring away. Hecate shook herself out of a trance and looked at Pippa. She's... Hecate coughed, as if suddenly embarrassed by the activities of the past hour and a half. She's a very tactile person. It is, perhaps, what makes her such a good designer, but it can be a bit off-putting if you aren't used to it. No, no, it was fine. Pippa stood and tried not to shuffle nervously. Hecate followed Pippa to her feet. I don't... I don't suppose you'd like to get those drinks she mentioned. Pippa didn't like how uncertain she sounded, but there was nothing to be done for it now. If it wouldn't be too much. Hecate grimaced, and Pippa's stomach dropped. I feel as though it might be a bit too soon for that sort of thing. Perhaps, perhaps next time? Pippa nodded, taking solace in the fact that Hecate sounded as uncertain as she felt. She exhaled and nodded. Of course. I think I need to go back to Cackles now. Hecate seemed reluctant to go, but Pippa nodded again. Let me walk you back to your broom then. Pippa said. They slowly exited the theater, emerging into the early evening air. Their brooms were hidden in a nearby alley, and they retrieved them without incident. Have a good rest of your day, Hecate. Pippa took a risk and leaned in to kiss Hecate's cheek. Hecate flinched once again, but it was better hidden than before, and she managed to return the kiss even as her breathing stuttered. Pippa didn't read into it. It was probably just because Hecate had been caught off guard. Hecate nodded and mounted her broom. She hovered as she said, you as well, then lifted further into the air. A minute later and her broom was pointed toward Cackles as she slowly rose into the air above the buildings. 
it seemed like Hecate had an excellent sense of direction, or had quickly mastered a homing spell. As extraordinary as Hecate was, Pippa wouldn't place a bet on which one it was. She followed Hecate's flight, and saw the moment Hecate turned and looked back at her. She gave Hecate a brief wave before mounting her own broom and setting off for home. Pippa looked over at the space between the outside of the ice cream shop and the table she had claimed in the courtyard. Several strings of oversized fairy lights illuminated the space. People curled their way through the shop, no one in much of a hurry. A nearby clock chimed ten o'clock while they had been standing in line. Had they come during the heat of the day, the place would have been packed, but the late hour prevented that scenario. Pippa had been proud of Hecate, dealing with the smattering of other customers. It was by far the largest group of strangers they had encountered, though a mellow mood pervaded the atmosphere. Hecate had gotten stopped before she had made it three steps out of the door. They had been walking toward a table when Hecate had suddenly disappeared from her side. When Pippa had looked back, she saw Hecate with a woman roughly their age. She had an air of authority to her, even though she wore casual clothing. Pippa recognized her immediately. Now, Adelaide Bradbury had her hand on Hecate's hip, thumb nearly caressing it, as they stood there. Adelaide had retired from the Witches' Council only a few years before, and she certainly appeared to know Hecate well if their body language was anything to go by. From her seat at the table, Pippa couldn't hear what they were talking about, but she could see the way Hecate's ice cream cone was starting to melt. It didn't seem to bother Hecate, though. Pippa knew the second Hecate noticed because a flick of her hand later and the drip stopped in their tracks. Apparently, her conversation with Adelaide was more captivating than the prospect of eating her first ice cream cone in 30 years. Pippa huffed. If she couldn't hear Hecate, then Hecate wasn't close enough to hear her, or notice the brief moment of petulance. Pippa licked her own ice cream cone and continued to watch the two women, trying to decipher their conversation by following their facial expressions. It wasn't going well. Hecate looked happy, her smile practically glowing, and Adelaide returned that smile with one of her own, though not quite as expansive. Whatever they were talking about didn't seem too serious, as they laughed about something. Lost in her own thoughts, Pippa startled when two sets of eyes focused on hers. She met them head-on, knowing that her questions were written on her face. They looked away after a moment, Adelaide's smile stretching further across her face as she rolled her eyes. Hecate nodded then, pulled Adelaide into a long hug, rubbing her free hand up and down the woman's back. Using the hand that still rested on Hecate's hip, Adelaide lightly pushed Hecate back and away. Hecate finally turned toward Pippa. Something in her hips seemed looser as she headed in Pippa's direction, and Pippa could only wonder at the effect Adelaide had just had on Hecate. Then Hecate was beside her, smile still on her lips, as she sat in the chair on the opposite side of the table, 
and finally licking her ice cream cone. Pippa smiled up at the chandelier as she and Hecate entered the small concert hall. They were there to see the world premiere of Susan Hobson's latest quintet, The Familiar's Footsteps. Pippa hadn't asked just how Hecate had gotten tickets to the sold-out concert, too thrilled by the initiative Hecate had suddenly taken. Hecate had tried to sound casual when they had brought up the tickets, but Pippa had seen right through that. Hecate had been nervous, though what she had to be nervous about, Pippa wasn't sure. Didn't Hecate know that Pippa thrilled at any opportunity she had to spend time with her? Apparently, Pippa needed to be more clear on that topic. The theater only held around a hundred people, but each seat was full. Pippa glanced over at Hecate to assure herself that Hecate was comfortable, was content, wasn't on the verge of panic. The skin around Hecate's eyes tightened as someone sneezed loudly, but it didn't stop Hecate's forward progress. Pippa handed their tickets to an usher and tried not to show her surprise when they were directed toward the front row, only a few seats off of center. Hecate nodded when she saw them, as if things were exactly how they were supposed to be. Pippa had seen that look before at their weekly chess games generally directed at the board, right before Hecate put her into check. The assuredness made Pippa's stomach swoop. What would it feel like to have Hecate look at her with that focus? Pippa couldn't stop herself. She grasped Hecate's upper arm to guide them both into their seats. Hecate's muscles clenched, but at least she didn't flinch that time. Pippa took that as a good sign and decided to push her luck. She grasped Hecate's hand where it was sitting on the armrest and squeezed it. She leaned in to whisper into Hecate's ear, I'm quite proud of you, you know. Hecate shuddered and carefully retrieved her hand, bringing it to rest in her lap. The concert hasn't even started yet. She pursed her lips as if uncomfortable with the praise. Doesn't matter. You're here. Pippa paused. We're here. Yes, I suppose we are. Hecate ducked her head, and Pippa found it to be one of the most endearing things she had ever seen. She wanted to lift Hecate's head, but she didn't dare try. She obviously hadn't been given permission to reach that far into Hecate's personal space. Before she could think on it too much, the quintet walked onto the stage and began to set up as a hush fell over the audience. Pippa sighed happily as the concert came to a close. The music had been exquisite, and Pippa was certain she had just heard another classic in the making. And getting to experience it with Hegarty only made it that much more special. Just sitting next to her made Pippa's stomach twist into pleasant knots. With how tight the seats were, Pippa couldn't stop their shoulders from occasionally brushing together. If they came together a little more often than would be considered normal, the effort wasn't hers alone. At one point, their upper arms pressed against each other, and long minutes passed before Hecate finally pulled away. Pippa hadn't been able to breathe while they touched, and the music had faded into the background. 
Pippa jolted from her thoughts as the audience stood, the quintet taking their bows. Just as the applause started to die down, the leader of the quintet motioned toward the side of the stage. A beaming Susan Hobson, trademark unruly hair bouncing, strode across the space to join the quintet. The applause started up again as Susan bowed too. A bouquet of flowers materialized in her arms, and clearly taken aback, Susan laughed delightedly. Susan held her free arm up to wave at the crowd, looking over the concert goers sitting in the first few rows. Pippa thought she must know most of the people surrounding them. It made the locations of their seats that much more confusing. It became a bigger mystery when Susan caught Hecate's eyes and threw her a wink. Hecate turned a lovely shade of pink as she ducked her head, and Pippa once again wondered at how Hecate might know such an accomplished woman. It wasn't that Hecate wasn't also accomplished, because Pippa held Hecate in the highest regard, and Pippa knew her reputation preceded her in potion-making circles. But for someone trapped in a castle, she seemed to have a wide, diverse social circle. As the applause finally came to an end, and the audience started to filter out, Hecate cleared her throat. I believe it's customary to congratulate one's friends after a successful performance. It is, yes. It amazed Pippa that Hecate wanted to stay even longer. I don't know the way backstage. I suppose we can find the stage door. I, well, Hecate took one of Pippa's hands, and a second later they had transferred to a cramped hallway facing a nondescript door. Hecate took a breath before she knocked. Just a moment filtered out through the wood, and Hecate dropped her hand. Hecate and Pippa looked at each other as the silence stretched between them. Before it could become uncomfortable, the door opened, and Susan Hobson, still beaming, appeared on the other side. She had changed into something more glamorous, and it looked to be in the middle of redoing her makeup, mascara wand in one hand. The luminous smile returned to her mouth when she saw who was at her door. Hecate! She stepped forward and wrapped Hecate up into a one-armed hug, which Hecate returned almost sheltering Susan within her taller frame. Who were these women that kept being able to hug Hecate when Pippa herself could barely get Hecate to hold her hand, and even then only a few moments? Finally, they let go of one another, and Susan's attention shifted. You must be Pippa. Susan stepped around Hecate and pulled Pippa into a hug without bothering to try to shake her hand. Pippa chalked it up to adrenaline and excitement as she returned the much briefer hug. Come in, come in. Susan stepped back and motioned for them to follow her into the dressing room. I'm just getting ready for the reception. Shall I push my luck and ask if you're coming? She asked Hecate before she turned back to the mirror and finished applying her mascara. We would, but Pippa and I have other plans. They did? If so, it was the first Pippa was hearing of them. Pippa tried to temper her expectations. 
It was probably just Hecate's way of getting out of a social situation she wouldn't be comfortable in. Susan's eyes flicked from where they were meeting Hecate's through the mirror over to Pippa. She slowly took in Pippa's face. It left Pippa feeling like a specimen under a microscope, and she had no idea what Susan might be looking for. Yes, I suppose you do. Susan looked at Hecate again before she turned and leaned against the counter. You know, I couldn't believe it when Hecate mirrored to say she finally wanted to use the tickets I've been offering her for years. I guess sometimes you just need the right company, don't you? Susan's smile turned wry as she teased Hecate. Indeed, Hecate pursed her lips. Another look passed between Susan and Hecate that Pippa couldn't decipher. Not wanting the moment to become any more laden with a meaning she didn't understand, Pippa inserted herself into the conversation. Well, I'm glad I could benefit from your generosity. I thoroughly enjoyed the concert. Good, Susan refocused her attention. I try not to write the esoteric, Susan wrinkled her nose. But you can never be quite sure until the reviews come in. I hear you're doing interesting things with how you teach chanting at Pentangles. I'd love to get lunch and talk about it. Was Hecate growling? Her shoulders had certainly tensed up. Oh, don't worry so much, Hecate. I'm not trying to steal her away from you. Susan rolled her eyes. Though I'm certainly not saying we wouldn't gossip about you. She poked Hecate in the chest. Hecate looked so comically offended that Pippa had to laugh. She liked Susan. I'd love to have lunch with you, though I suspect our chanting classes aren't as revolutionary as you think they are. I think I'll judge that for myself. Susan bounced away from the counter. Now, I have a reception to attend, and you two have mysterious other plans. So come here, love and give me another hug before you disappear for another year. Susan wrapped her arms around Hecate's neck and pulled her down into the hug where she clung just a little too long. Once she finally let go, she turned to Pippa. I'm going to marry you next week and we'll get together. Don't let this one, she nodded toward Hecate, run you ragged between now and then. The smirk on Susan's lips didn't make much sense to Pippa but she didn't have time to think about it before Susan pulled her into a much shorter hug. Now, shoo! She herded them toward the door. Hecate held it open for Pippa. Yes, quite. Hecate rested her hand on the small of Pippa's back as Susan took the door from her. They got a few steps away before Susan called out. And Hecate, thank you for the flowers. She winked again as Hecate turned bright red. Then Susan disappeared into her dressing room. As they walked down the hallway, Hecate kept her hand on the small of Pippa's back, and Pippa did everything she could not to draw attention to it. Are you ready to head back to Cackles? Pippa didn't want the night to end, but she couldn't justify keeping Hecate out any longer. I thought, that is... You mentioned drinks once, if you wanted. Despite the way she was stuttering, 
Hecate actually seemed quite confident in her invitation. I'd love to have drinks with you. Pippa couldn't stop herself. She leaned in and placed a kiss on Hecate's cheek. Hecate exhaled, but for once didn't flinch or tense up. I'm sure we can find someplace quiet where we can have a cocktail or two. That sounds acceptable, Hecate said as they exited the theater through the stage door. If you trust me to transfer us, Pippa asked. I do, Hecate nodded. A flick of Pippa's wrist later, and they had disappeared. Bees buzzed barely, just out of Pippa's line of sight from where she was lying back on the picnic blanket. It was nearly too warm to be pleasant, but a light breeze kept things comfortable. Whether it was natural or a spell, Pippa couldn't tell. Pippa had been delighted to receive Jillian's invitation to the picnic, and she was even more happy that she had insisted Hecate come with her, and that Hecate had said yes. Other guests at the picnic held light conversations all around them, but Pippa paid them no attention. Hecate balanced on her hip nearby, and she picked over the last of the fruit and drank a light rosé. Pippa looked up at her and wished she could stay in this moment forever. Pippa brushed her fingers over the back of Hecate's hand, and to her utter shock, Hecate flipped her hand over and allowed Pippa to trace the lines on her palm. Goosebumps broke out along Pippa's arms at the intimacy of the gesture. She held her breath as she moved her fingers over the creases and up shallow slopes. When she got to Hecate's fingers, Hecate moved her hand again, this time twining their fingers together. Pippa's heart stuttered. Surely Hecate didn't know what she was doing. Or maybe she had forgotten she was sitting with Pippa, and not one of the other women she seemed so comfortable with. Either way, Pippa stilled her hand and just let Hecate hold it. Eventually, she had to breathe again. She took a shaky breath and tried to relax. She had almost gotten there when she felt steps next to their blanket. She didn't know when her eyes had drifted closed but she opened them now. She held up a hand to block the sun where she could identify whoever was joining them. Hecate, Jillian's voice got caught in the breeze as she stepped closer. And Pippa, I almost didn't see you there. Pippa sat up as Jillian joined them on her knees on the blanket. Two of my favorite people in the same place. She took the wine glass from Hecate's fingers and took a sip before handing it back. Hecate looked surprised, but didn't do anything to dissuade Jillian from doing it again. Then Jillian dropped her hand to Hecate's knee, using it to balance herself. Pippa leaned in to press a kiss to Jillian's cheek. It's good to see you too. I haven't seen your wife around. There was still something thrilling about getting to call Lucy Jillian's wife. They had been together for decades before the Witches' Council finally changed the laws to allow them to get married. They'd had the ceremony almost as soon as the law took effect. She had to go to Spain at the last minute for work, but we thought cancelling would be such a shame. 
The weather has been so perfect to have people over for a picnic. And we have the land for it now. Jillian shrugged as if she didn't have a care in the world. She stole Hecate's wine again. You can keep it, Hecate murmured, as Jillian tried to hand the glass back. Oh no, it's much more fun to drink yours, though I think you could use a bit of a refill. Jillian waved her fingers, and the bottle of wine floated up to hover in front of Hecate. Hecate rolled her eyes as she took the glass back, plucked the bottle from the air, and poured another glass. As soon as it was full, Jillian took it from Hecate again. Thank you, dear. At this point, Pippa was nonplussed by Hecate's mysterious relationships with the women they inevitably ran into. She wouldn't have anticipated that Hecate would have him with Jillian, though. Jillian had been her friend for ages. Certainly she would have mentioned a friendship with Hecate. Then again, considering the relationship she and Hecate had had until recently, maybe Jillian wouldn't have said anything about being Hecate's friend. Pippa tried not to sigh over all of the wasted time that stretched between her and Hecate. They were together now, even if they weren't as together as Pippa hoped they might be one day. While she was ruminating, Jillian and Hecate had moved on to discuss current events at Cackles. I... I was thinking I might have a few people to Cackles at the end of the summer. Hecate looked at Pippa, as if Pippa might have some sort of say in the plan. That sounds wonderful. You always end up inviting the most interesting people. It's been a few years, though, hasn't it? Jillian rubbed her thumb over Hecate's knee, and once again Pippa wished she could be so free with her touch where Hecate was concerned. What did she have to do to get to touch Hecate like that? Hecate looked at Pippa again, but Pippa didn't know what Hecate was trying to tell her. Things have been hectic of late. Thinking back over the past three years, hectic seemed an understatement. That's too bad. I have such fond memories of that parlor. And that was a look Pippa could definitely interpret. What on earth had Jillian been getting up to in Cackle's parlor that could inspire that look? I haven't any idea to what you may be referring, Hecate sat up straighter. Jillian laughed, if that's how you want to play it. She turned her attention to Pippa. How are things at Pentangles? Still telling the establishment to fuck off? Every day, sometimes even twice a day. Pippa laughed lightly. That sounds worth toasting to. Jillian raised her glass to Pippa, though she was the one of... Jillian raised her glass to Pippa, though she was the only one of them to actually have a glass to raise. Once she finished taking a sip, she handed the glass back to Hecate. And you'll have to excuse me. I need to make sure Liz and Alex are still getting along. She rolled her eyes to tell them just what she thought of that assignment. At least I knew better than to invite the two of you to the same events when you were fighting. But Lucy seems to think that exposing them to each other will somehow resolve things. Of course, as Lucy isn't here, I get to play referee. 
Jillian squeezed Hecate's knee and kissed Pippa's cheek before she got up. Just make sure you two behave. I'm not coming back over here to pull you apart. Jillian called out as she started toward the other side of the lawn. Pull them apart? Did Jillian really think they would get into a fight in the middle of her garden? The idea was preposterous. She looked over at Hecate to confirm Jillian's insanity, only to find Hecate looking at her with hooded eyes. It made Pippa shiver. As soon as she did, though, Hecate seemed to snap out of her trance. Whenever you're ready to go, let me accompany you back to Pentangles. Pippa looked at Hecate curiously. If you like. Hecate had visited a few times, once for a tour shortly after she had been freed, and now for the occasional chess game. But Pippa could think of no reason Hecate would want to fly so far out of her way that day. Cackles was nearly in the opposite direction. It was a mystery. Pippa sighed at the feeling of being home again as her feet touched down in the courtyard at Pentangles. Hecate landed just behind her, and before Pippa could comment, their brooms disappeared. Well, apparently Hecate wanted to do more than just fly her home. I thought we might talk. As soon as Hecate said it, Pippa's stomach clenched. She tried not to read anything into it, but it was hard. All right. I suppose you should come inside then. She swallowed hard as she turned to lead Hecate to her rooms. They walked in silence, each step killing Pippa just a little bit more. What did Hecate want to talk about? Had she finally decided she was acclimated to the outside world and she no longer needed Pippa to guide her? Was this going to be the end of their outings together? Pippa couldn't help but think that it was. Something about Hecate's energy felt different, and Hecate had seemed fine with the world outside of Cackles, at least since Susan's concert. Pippa's heart already hurt at the thought of only getting to see Hecate occasionally from now on. The closer they got to her rooms, the more morose Pippa felt. Finally, they arrived at her door, and she had to open it. This was it. This was when Hecate told her that she didn't need her anymore. Pippa held the door open for Hecate, then closed it after her. Did you want something to drink? Maybe if she stalled long enough, Hecate would change her mind. No, Hecate husked, her voice low. She took Pippa's hand and turned her around where they were facing each other. Oh, Pippa met Hecate's eyes. Well, then, what did you... She clenched her free hand into a fist and told herself she wouldn't react badly. She would give Hecate what she needed. She would be supportive. If she needed space, Pippa would give it to her. What did you want to say? Just that... Hecate swallowed and stepped close. Pippa felt her heart speed up in her chest and her stomach churned. Hecate never got this close to her. Save for the very occasional touches they now shared, she always kept a respectful distance between them. Then Hecate cupped her jaw. Pippa stopped breathing. Her throat felt tight. 
She tried to read Hecate's face, but it was still impenetrable. I think we've both been a bit confused recently. Confused? Yes, Pippa was very confused. Hecate brushed her thumb over Pippa's cheek. Hmm, and I think this might clear some things up. Hecate shifted and tilted Pippa's face up just a bit before she leaned in even further. Then Hecate's lips were brushing against her. Hecate brought their mouths together with a softness Pippa wouldn't have predicted. She gasped against Hecate's mouth, even as everything turned to tingles and fireworks. They stayed like that, lips moving gently over lips, until Pippa was completely lost. Eventually, Pippa brought her hands up to Hecate's shoulders and carefully pushed her back. She couldn't seem to catch her breath, but she forced herself to remember that Hecate likely hadn't done anything like this before. She boggled a little at the courage it must have taken Hecate to initiate the kiss. I think, Pippa breathed, I think I might still be confused. She leaned in for a second kiss, pulling Hecate closer. She needed to take the lead, to make sure they didn't go too far, too fast. But Hecate's lips brushed against hers, again, and all of her thoughts faded away. Hecate nibbled on her lower lip, causing Peppa to gasp. As soon as her mouth opened, Hecate reached out with her tongue to brush into it. Peppa moaned as their tongues touched for the first time. Rather than backing off at the sound like Peppa predicted she would, Hecate kissed Pippa harder as she slid her hand around to cup the back of Pippa's head, keeping her near even as the kiss ended again. Their foreheads rested against each other, and Hecate leaned in to brush her nose alongside Pippa's, their lips once again only millimeters apart. Pippa took a shaky breath. Her heart beat faster and faster even as everything else around her seemed to slow down. She brought her hands up to either side of Hecate's neck and scratched at the nape of it. Hecate's throat worked hard to swallow, and Pippa couldn't help herself. She pulled away from Hecate's lips and started kissing down the column of her throat instead. With each kiss, she felt Hecate quake. She pushed aside Hecate's collar to get better access to her skin. How had they gotten here? Pippa's chest heaved with tightly controlled desire. She needed to go slow. She needed to go slow for Hecate. Hecate lifted her chin and kissed her again as she brought her other hand to Pippa's ribs. It felt like fire bloomed out from Hecate's hand and rushed through Pippa's body. Any control she had disappeared in the wake of the heat. She couldn't breathe. She couldn't think. The only thing she could do was press closer and closer to Hecate. They clung there as Hecate started to run her hands up and down her back. In another circumstance, it might have been a soothing touch. In these, it only served to drive Pippa crazy. Hecate's strong, gentle hands moved against her, and Pippa wanted nothing more than to feel those hands over her skin. Then Hecate started to draw down the zipper of Pippa's dress. Pippa's breath caught in her chest, 
and she pulled away from Hecate, though only by a few inches. We should... Pippa swallowed and tried to gather her thoughts. What was she trying to say? Her mind blanked as Hecate kissed under her ear, then sucked the lobe into her mouth. We should... Pippa sighed and relaxed into the hands that held her with a certainty she wouldn't have predicted. Do you want to stop? Hecate whispered, breath hot against Pippa's ears. Because I want to take you to bed. I've wanted... Pippa groaned. We should slow down. You can't have... She held herself back, trembling with the effort. If you're worried about my inexperience, don't. Hecate attached her lips to Pippa's throat and sucked at a sensitive spot she had no business knowing about. Pippa's knees went weak and Hecate caught her. I want to touch you. She slid her hands under the now open sides of Pippa's dress. I want to know what it feels like when I'm inside you. She punctuated her words with open mouth kisses against Pippa's skin. I want to feel it as you orgasm around me. Do you want that? Do you want me to take care of you? Pippa whimpered as she clutched at Hecate's shoulders, nodding against her neck. Then we should go to your bedroom. Hecate stepped just far enough away to grab Pippa's hand and use it to pull her along. Pippa's eyes fluttered open to see a smug smile tucking at Hecate's lips. Pippa reached for her, and Hecate easily moved closer and wrapped Pippa up in her arms. Pippa could do little more than blink as she settled against Hecate. She squirmed a little as Hecate playfully nipped at her ear, but she sighed in contentment as Hecate splayed a hand over her abdomen. They lay tangled together for several long minutes, basking in their newfound closeness. Hecate intermittently pressed her face into Pippa's neck and shoulder, rubbing her hand soothingly against Pippa's skin. Pippa hadn't expected Hecate to be quite so tactile after sex. She thought maybe she would have to coerce Hecate into snuggling with her, but that obviously wasn't the case. Hecate was practically using herself as a blanket to cover Pippa. She twined their fingers together, then pulled them to her mouth where she could leave kisses across them. Pippa thought she might be content to lie there in Hecate's arms forever. By the time Pippa woke up again, the sun had set and moonlight streamed in through the windows. Hecate had stayed close, even in sleep, but Pippa wriggled her way out of Hecate's arms and slid out of bed. Her stomach rumbled. They hadn't exactly stopped to have dinner. Pippa pulled her robe on, tying it loosely around her waist as she made her way back to her sitting room. A few quick spells later, and some white finger food appeared on her coffee table. She was just sitting down into the corner of the settee when Hecate appeared in the doorway. Hecate stifled a yawn as she padded across the floor and sat as close to Pippa as she could. You disappeared. Just getting us a snack, Pippa popped an olive into her mouth. Mmm. Hecate leaned in and nuzzled against Pippa's neck leaving kisses in her wake. 
Pippa shuddered and brought a hand up to tangle in Hecate's hair. Good idea. I thought so. Pippa scratched at Hecate's scalp, though it's hard to eat when you're doing that. Hecate bit the slope of Pippa's shoulder lightly. Then you should ignore me. She slid her hand into the front of Pippa's robe and cupped her breast. Pippa whined and arched forward. Aren't you tired? She breathed out as her brain went hazy. No. Hecate brushed a finger over Pippa's nipple as she leaned in for a kiss. A second later, she was pushing Pippa down onto the settee, covering Pippa with her body once again. Pippa groaned as she came back to herself. They were still on the settee, once again wrapped in each other's arms. Hecate was absent-mindedly rubbing her palm against Pippa's skin. Something about the way Hecate was touching her triggered something in Pippa's memory. Oh, goddess, you've slept with them. Pippa pushed herself up on her elbow, where she could look down at Hecate. Slept with who? Hecate lazily opened her eyes as she stretched. She looked exactly like a cat that got the cream. And Pippa wasn't exactly sure how she felt about being cream. Of course, she could barely move her legs, so she couldn't complain too much. All of those women, the ones we kept running into every time we went out, Patricia and Cassandra and Adelaide and Susan and even Jillian. Jillian is my friend. How did I not know that? Jillian was married. Jillian had practically been married for decades. That was years and years ago. I couldn't have been more than 25 when Jillian and I had sex. It was hardly a relationship. Hecate said it so matter-of-factly that Pippa gaped. How? Pippa just shook her head. I might have been confined, but my life has hardly been solitary. I would... Hecate shrugged elegantly. I used to host gatherings in the summer. I'd invite anyone who seemed interesting, and they would occasionally bring their own guests. And I've met quite a few people that way. With everything that's gone out of cackles of late, I haven't had one in a few years. If I had, I would have invited you. Pippa kept gaping, blinking at each new revelation. So, what happened? Obviously, you aren't still dating any of them. At least, I hope you aren't. Pippa raised an eyebrow. I could hardly commit to a relationship when I couldn't leave Cackles. And now that I can, there's only ever been one person I've wanted to spend more than a few nights with. Oh. Pippa ducked her head. It seemed she needed to completely recalibrate her idea of what the last 30 years had looked like for Hecate. Certainly, she had been cut off from the world, but she wasn't without friends. Thinking about it, Pippa was glad Hecate hadn't been alone with no one to talk to other than the other teachers for so long. Pippa cupped Hecate's face and pulled her into a kiss. I was afraid, perhaps, we had gone too quickly for you. Clearly, I was wrong. Hecate laughed. 
I've hardly spent the past thirty years being celibate. Yes, I figured that out when you did that thing with your tongue that led to orgasm number three. It had been embarrassing when Pippa's attempts at slowly introducing Hecate to sex had led to nothing more than a smirk before she pushed Pippa down into the bed. Now Hecate looked smug. Mm, she tugged Pippa closer. Want to try for a fourth? Pippa groaned in exhaustion. I don't think I can. By which she meant she desperately wanted Hecate's mouth on her again, but she wasn't certain she could actually come one more time. Hecate nuzzled against her breastbone before starting to kiss toward one of Pippa's nipples. Why don't we try anyway? Hecate's tone brooked no argument, and Pippa easily rolled back, hands finding Hecate's hair. She could barely move, but it didn't seem like she was going to have to, as Hecate took over once again. 